Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 316, Unlocking a Brand Sales Strategy Part 2, Tell Your Best Story Episode 2. Uh, make sure that you've seen episode one. So if if you're just seeing this for the first time, stop, go back, watch episode one, uh, where we're talking to Jay Christensen of Tin Sheets, talking about our sales strategy for the 86, 86, 86 challenge. In part two, we're going to talk about hit the highlights. And with no further ado, I want to bring in Jay Christensen now to keep coaching us along this process. Jay, Let's we're getting into it, man. We're uh, we're identifying the, that audience and we're understanding the tools. That's what we did in section one of this. So hit the highlights. Yeah, what for that sure. mean? we're creating the highlights. What are we talking about? So in, you know, all sales, right, you have to be able to create uh something that is your sizzle to use your expression. And, right. and those highlights need to fall into all the stuff we were talking about before with you know finding your customer experience journey what what are the the points in their life that you are addressing that matters to them and you need to be able to create answers to that now some of this is you know very tactically driven right you you need to make a website you need to print a piece of paper like this is really tactical stuff in some regards and relatively simplistic but it's not because the big part is you need to know yourself, you know, to, to thine own self be true and all those wonderful aphorisms from back in the stoic era with good We're old- to get deep Julia. here, I like it. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he was a good dude. The obstacle is the way, Jensen. Um, but no, the, the really important detail in this one is you have to know everything about why your concept matters to your customer and you know, the, the examples of this are super, super broad. In the wine industry, we, we're we maybe a touch skeptic. And, and you know, we're, we're going to say why we matter to our customer has very little to do with our product. It has to do with the experience we provide. It has to do with the relationship we generate with the customer and has to do with the, the sense of self and specialty that we provide them. And yes. so our, as, as when ex-winery owners, our thing is the winery is that our... You, ourselves our product matters to our customer and we address the detail that's missing in their life by giving them somewhere to belong to giving them a product to believe in and by you know those details not by hey we've got wine that will get you drunk and taste good with your food like that sure that's an important detail because that is part of what the product deals with but that is not the core of why our product matters versus silver oak or whatever else is out there right and so that core element is something that you in 86, 86, 86 needs to be able to address pretty directly with all of the customers that we've identified by saying how we are addressing what matters to them and how we are 
allowing them to feel good about themselves or allowing them to feel special or allowing them to execute their corporate vision. This is like, this is like everything we do. Why and who before what and how we get so chummed up in the yeah. emotion of the food, the beverage, the hospitality. We got to recognize this, this Simon Sinek, somebody that, that I follow talks about paraphrasing people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And if you're only ever competing on what you do, well, somebody else is better. They have more money, right? They they know the tactics. Like you need to create that sense of belonging internally and externally. So big believer, that is a core tenant of what we do at Best Served. We're our mission, we exist to amplify the worth and work of people who feed their communities. So it has to be a foundational of, of who we are, not just what we do. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like this this part for sure. This is where uh this is where you're gonna have to reel me back in because I am going to uh, get up on a soapbox and uh, and preach a little bit. But take me down that process. So we're creating yeah. So process. I mean, in your case, you're in a pretty good spot, right? Because you you know your core mission is to support those that are supporting others through food. To paraphrase appropriately, um, you you know that core element. And so when you reach out to, especially at the corporate tier. Um, you know, a, a company who, let's say Cisco, right? Everybody knows Cisco. They're huge. They're monsters. Um, who is really, in many regards, operating on a less emotive basis. And, and you are going to reach out to them and say, hey, look, you know, we're taking care of the people who are buying your product. You need to draw that connection in a way that makes a difference to them. And if it's as simple as, look, we're taking care of the people who take care of your product, so they'll be around longer and they'll buy more of your product. Great. That's a totally successful argument. And you have identified who they are as a company. Now, if Cisco is undertaking this great social change attitude right now, which I, I don't know Cisco's business model at all, really. So I can't answer that question, but I I haven't heard it, so I would guess no. Um, you know, if Cisco is going to say, you know, we're there to change the restaurant industry and make everything better, which to some regards, post COVID, everybody in the restaurant space is saying stuff like this. Of course, and, and you get those the question. Well, that's a whole yeah, different conversation. That's a whole another episode. Uh, but but if you want to drive down that path, and, and I mean, much like you talked about earlier, doing research on some of your clients, you, you did a bunch of research and you're mirroring some of their language. I don't really see a reason why if you're tailoring stuff, like we talked about creating multiple tools to fit multiple customer bases. Yes. In some cases, those tools can be personalized to work for individual customers with what we're talking about with 86, 86, 86. I think it makes some sense to target individual sure. customers as opposed to customer bases. Yeah. Um, well, and, I'll and I think, off that because I'm, Wow, you went straight to Cisco, which is totally come up in conversation internally, because I think there's a need for us to recognize this. There's a lot of behemoth companies in our space, food and beverage hospitality. Can I get and, you hold for a second here? Oh, go ahead and just here. I got you muted, man. I'm gonna keep going. It's real life, man. It's just like the restaurants, pots clang and clang, dogs bark. I love it. So I'm gonna keep going. Uh, so Cisco specifically. Uh, has been mentioned because Cisco has spent money on things like the uh, community garden or the garden at the uh, at the school at the culinary school, right? And what we recognize was like, is that really about supporting that community, or is it about building a shrine to to your own company and brand? 
And there's a there's a big difference in that. And it felt and seemed hollow to me. And so, Cisco, I'm challenging you or anybody else like that to think differently on this. Now, what we're doing is very different because the sponsorship dollars that we're bringing in, and I'll just jump right into a little bit more explanation of 86, 86, 86, is going directly to the people that we are here to be of service to. So the 86, 86, 86 challenge is specifically 86 articles in 86 days paying $86 to the guest writer for every article that they write. And this is, this is more than some media get paid for putting out articles in national publications, right? What we're trying to do is create the opportunity for anybody, that line cook in Kansas City or a server in Denver, Colorado, or a chef in New Hampshire to be able to speak their truth, to be able to share their voice, to have more voices included in the discord, in the conversation, in the discussion around our industry. That's what matters to me. And if we can create a space for that, and allow them and support them financially, that's huge for us. And so when I think about Cisco, I was like, I will absolutely take Cisco's money and I will allow them to be a part of this and anybody like that because it is not building a shrine to them. It is putting those individuals who toil in this industry, it's putting them on a pedestal. And they're, for that, I wanna be a part of something like that. So that's really kind of the breakdown of somebody like Cisco, I would absolutely uh, love to have them be a part of this because their money is not feeding anything else besides an individual who is exactly who we want to be of service to. So that direct connection is why that's uh, super important to us. So yeah, you, you picked the exact right company for the example we kind of use of a shift in the approach and narrative. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, Yes, that is well and good. And that is a good goal to keep in mind. But to, to reel back to tactics really quickly, yeah. it is important to keep in mind the the elements that you can affect and adjust immediately. So while you are challenging Cisco to do so. And I don't think Cisco's going to give us any money after this, you know. <laughs> I mean, they may, they may not, right? Like right. that that's in their own pathway and you have a reason for it. But to continue to refocus to the core of the element of the 86, 86, 86 challenge and, and how that ties into best serves. I, I suppose that's officially your mission statement probably um, that you were going out there with earlier is to, to recursively build that message in all of the tool sets you have and weave right. the, the term we always use is weave it in everywhere. Right. And that is an element of hitting the highlights, right? Because you've created a product which you know if we were doing barks from a product creation standpoint um we, we'd really talk about how the product fits the core identity of the business that that's already done right you built 86 86 86 and it does it fits the core of the business so that element is taken care of but the sales pitch of it does need to recursively tie into yes. the core of the business like why are you doing what you are doing not what are you doing and it's the same thing we talked about with you know making that connection with the customer about why you're doing what you're doing not what are you doing um and that that's the key so yeah sure you may want to be the the force of change that changes all food delivery groups and all food sales groups throughout the world to become social active uh support groups for restaurant staff probably not the sales message you want to approach cisco with like hey i want you to be a totally different company and i you know sure it's the core of what you're doing in a very obtuse obscure way but 
yeah. Yes. Kind of transition. So hearing, right? I'm I'm very much the uh the why guy in our organization. And and we have an amazing team how because the why does not work without the how for sure. And so I'm definitely uh, really focused on that. That's why you and I are speaking right now because the how is going to actually allow us the opportunity to accomplish some of these lofty goals that I'm that I'm setting for us. And I'm unwavering in the fact that this is our mission, right? There, there are gonna be finite benchmarks that get us to that goal, but the infinite thinking that we have to have to be able to not just put a different color lipstick on the same pig, and that's what continues to happen within our industry, is like we pretend like we're doing something different, we're just making these incremental changes versus exponential changes. And then we wonder why definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so we do that a lot. Yet I also recognize that if I don't build the bridge, what I'm what I'm asking people, where I'm asking them to go is just too far away. So I completely respect and, and understand that. So what is some of the transitional kind of uh, language approach that we can actually use to connect those dots? Because I recognize there's a chasm that I'm trying yeah, to connect. Sure. So I, I think one of the key elements is, you know, backing up to tool use, right? That customer experience journey is identifying what your customer is going to get out of this on your behalf. And so the 86-86-86, if you were to approach, let's pick someone other than Cisco now. Who's a good example? Um, Republic National. You know, it's identical it's except totally different, right? Um, if you were to approach a Republic National or someone along those lines, they, they obviously have a very centered model that is a very critical but yet not major component of a lot of restaurant base, sure. as an example. And if you're going to approach a Republic National and say, look, our goal here is to support the people who are selling the things that you're selling to us you have the language approach to say, look, we're going to make you money because we're going to make the people who are selling your products better. And sure, that's fine. Like, there, there's nothing wrong with that. But that that's not A, important or B, encore message for you. And, and so while a useful detail, and we'll probably talk more about that later, the, the better core message is to appeal to the community element of that company. Say, sure, you are a national company. It's in your name, right? But because of your your community involvement, no matter how you want to look at it, you were involved with these people on a community level. Let's support the community and make it a healthier community, which will benefit all of us better. And, and that would be the language that I would go to is because, I mean, in essence, right, identifying yourself and knowing yourself, you need to appeal to the humanity of everyone involved because that's what you're addressing as a core business model. You right. are trying to get people to recognize that their humanity should play a bigger part in how food service is managed. Uh, and it's drawing back to that that core message and weaving it into everything you do. Um, Does the person that writes the check, Jay, actually care about that? That's well, like that's where I, I, like, sometimes I'm like, do I tell them the story or do I write the numbers that I think they, they want to see? Well, I think it's tool-driven, tool right? And so we, we talked about tools before. I think that there are some really high-quality graphic design elements that you can bring to the table um, without spending a bunch of money. You know, there, there's 
there are great designers who don't charge a bunch of money. I would discourage everyone from trying to do this themselves unless they are a graphic designer. I know a yeah. lot of people really love to like slap clip art on a page and be like, look at me. Uh, I'm a designer. Totally. No, that, that is not a great way to hit the highlights when somebody looks at, you know, like your little stick figure and they're like, wait a second, what? Like, <laughs> huh? Um, no, but does the person who draws draws up the check or drafts the funds, do they care? In some regards, maybe, maybe not. In the scale of your client, and again, you know, you've got to target your customer most appropriately before you can make a sweeping statement on that one. But if you go to a Cisco or a national, is the person cutting the check matter to you at all? No, no, they don't. You yeah. care about the person telling them to cut the check. And yeah. if you can appeal to that person's, and again, you know, customer identification, if you can appeal to that person's sense of community, sense of community involvement, and their corporate abilities, you know, I am the president of Cisco, hear me roar. Well, great, president of Cisco, why don't you get involved in the community and make your company matter here? Um, Let's it, go. It's an encore message. It's an appropriate challenge with an appropriate payout. You know, you do need to provide challenge to all of the people you're trying to sell to and everything, right? Like the challenge is for, you know, this pair versus that pair. I challenge you to find a better pair than the pair I'm selling you. And the statement's the same of your 86-86-86. I challenge you to find a program that's going to support the breadth of customers of yours in okay. this world. You know, what's going to support these people? And that's that's your your language and message. And then you just tailor that both with your core message into the tool that is most appropriate to attack whomever you're after. Yeah, and, and shifting the narrative and challenging that narrative, I think is crucial because like we're media savvy. We understand that, you know, having Andrew Zimmer and Ming Tsai, Claudine Papan, like Kathy Guns, these people on our show. Wait, wait, can we get together and do a dinner collectively? Yeah, I know. Like that, that sounds delicious right there. I like, can I go? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to do the 86, 86, 86 dinner uh, at some point. I think will be key if uh, once we accomplish this. But I understand the attention graph, right? I understand that that gives us leverage and credibility. Absolutely. We're also trying to shift the narrative because I want people to know who Delfina Serrano is, who Keisha Garza is, who Ellen Duffy is, who Joshua Wolbolt is, who Terrell White is, because these are the people that I believe truly matter. They're the millions of people that uplift the opportunity for that sense of belonging. And so that's the narrative shift where I can talk to you about the CPMs and the amount of impressions and the amount of views and the amount of high profile people that we get. What we're trying to do is say, that these people are the ones that are actually the ones uplifting those names and they would be nothing without them. And so to be able to tell that story is something that I think we're challenging ourselves to be able to do. To have Terrell White and Joshua Wolva both write articles about their sons, their, their children, and to say, would I want my son to be a chef? And challenging that notion because are they, is this an industry worthwhile for future generations? And that resonates with me because I have two young sons and we're the I'm the fifth generation. Did I want them to be the sixth generation was was a existential question I had to ask that then led to best serve. Terrell White writing an article about naming his future child because he was aware that if his name sounded too black, that he might struggle putting it on a resume in 20 years from now. Like these are the realities that people in our industry are facing. And you know, that's what I wanna really support. And that is a powerful message. Individuals have been told they're not worth anything because they're just cooks or they just work in restaurants. 
are now being told your voice matters and I want to put it on a pedestal and I want to publish it and I want to pay you for it. Most people don't even believe me that I want them to write an article until they write it. And then Sophie and our team proofread it and we get it out there and they go, wow, I created that for myself. And that's the message we're trying to get across. That's the highlight. That's it. No, and I, I think some of the, and you did it in, in your speech, whether you were aware of it or not, um, you, you do a lot of appeal to authority. And, and I think there's some value to that. Um, and, and I think there's authorities that cross out of your world in the sort of restaurant world that speak to exactly the same message you're working on that is probably something that's not a terrible thing to do. So like Mike Rowe, I'm sure everybody, you know, conjures up the dirty jobs, dude, right? Yep. So his foundation is all about um, pushing forward for trade, like the trades, not like trading things. And how, you know, it, it is a great pathway forward for people and it makes a big deal. I mean, he's, he's really into it and he's yeah, also... I heard him talk a lot about trade schools yep. versus kind of the aspiring to Ivy League for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he is a ridiculously intelligent person if you've never heard him talk um, outside of the scope of his entertaining world, obviously. Yeah. And his his approach is very much so like yours. It's It's appealing to the humanity and the quality of craft. Uh, and that is something that I think utilizing in some of your, you know, to bring focus back to the conversation somewhat in hitting the highlights is calling to an authority that is very recognizable, Mike Rowe, and using either direct quotes or captured quotes from public speaking to, to comment about how this cultivation of craft is valuable because it's on your core message. It's identifiable for everyone. Well, almost everyone, not everyone was born, you know, as a second generation, uh, you know, Supreme court judge. Sure. Uh, but most people have the, the experience of difficulty and struggle. Yeah. And, and I think if you and can that appeal, sense of legacy and how yeah. they, they are a part of that. Yeah, yeah that exactly. Like, the, the existential, where do I fit in the world? Right? Like, I mean, you, you can back that up to the, the true existential questions though, probably not the sales pitch you want to make like to the Cisco vice president, like, Hey, in 30 years, are you going to matter when you're dead? Like probably not a great way to sell your product, but right. You know. Right. But the legacy side of that is what is the legacy that you leave that does yeah. as somebody is the 62 year old, you know, C-suite executive in the food and beverage industry, they are thinking about legacy personally and professionally. And there might be an opportune way to tie their legacy to being of worth to future generations. So I think there's there's absolutely something there. So I appreciate that. Let's wrap this section. Anything else that we need to be thinking about and hit the highlights for you? No, I, I mean, I think the core, especially with the, the sort of transient nodes of thought careening through the cosmic vapor of inventiveness that is the way that you talk. <laughs> I mean, I, I stole it from Blazing Saddles, but it's okay. Yeah, I love it. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I think the key detail is the knowing yourself and focus, right? Yeah. Keeping that message focus. really parsed, really intelligible, small bite-sized units. Uh, and, and that is the best way to truly hit the highlights, not give them the whole book. Okay. The, our whole team heard focus. Jensen, you need to focus is what I'm going to hear again and again. And they all have permission yeah. Because Jay said so. You need to focus. You know who you are. You need to focus on those bite-sized pieces. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Now that we understand how to create the highlights, we are going to move on to provide the backup. That is going to be 
part three of this series where we're talking about unlocking a brand sales strategy. Make sure that you check out uh, the next episode, episode three. That, that is going to be Best Podcast 317. This has been Best Served Podcast 316, uh, episode two of this series. And we will tune back in with you soon. Thank you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.